This episode of Shakespeare's is brought to you by Danner Boots. At Danner, they believe in the quality of their footwear, and Danner's Trail 2650 hikers are made with the company's tried and true standard for durability and comfort. Inspired by and named for the 2,650-mile Pacific Crest Trail, these versatile hikers are built to keep you moving quickly and confidently through any terrain. Crafted with lightweight materials meant to withstand tough conditions, they provide traction and stability on uneven ground. An ultra-lightweight foam midsole cushions the foot, while the outsole offers confidence-inspiring grip for every step in any condition. Available with breathable mesh lining or waterproof Gore-Tex, the Trail 2650 is up for a variety of landscapes. Whether hitting the trail or strolling through town, these shoes are ready for the rigors and rewards of your next adventure. You can shop Danner's Trail 2650 hikers online at REI or via danner.com slash trail 2650. That's D-A-N-N-E-R dot com slash trail 2650. Celebrating the belief that there's always another adventure to look forward to, winter 2021 is getting geared up, and so is the Icon Pass community. Now's the time to connect with the crew and start making plans to get the most out of winter 2021. With an Icon Pass, that means more unique ski destinations near you, more days at the mountain, and a season of brand new adventures. With winter just over the horizon, walk in tomorrow's turns today and get ready to explore wide open spaces and carve endless lines through fresh mountain air. Select the Icon Pass to optimize a full season or kickstart your winter adventures with the Icon Pass Session 4 day. On sale now, every 2021 Icon Pass comes with adventure assurance, giving you the confidence to ride. Discover what mountains and pass options are accessible to you and plan for a winter of adventure at icompass.com. That's I-K-O-N-P-A-S-S dot com. I'm Gail Straub, and you're listening to She Explores. It's really healing and really comforting to know that we don't have to venture very far to find the magic in our everyday. It's, it's right here under our noses. We just have to be more attuned to it. <laughs> Wherever you are out there listening, today might just be a particularly tender day and an especially tender year. Around the world, we're all still grappling with the rippling impacts of the pandemic. And I'm recording this a few days before voting closes in the United States. Most everyone I've been in contact with is having some kind of hard time between the isolation, the uncertainty, and the collective trauma of this time. And I know I'm no exception. So I wanted today's episode to be different, to be a salve for this week or whenever you choose to listen. See, today's guest, Amy Wan, is a big believer in making time in your life for wonder, even magic. And you can access it by walking out your front door. Nature is sort of the easiest way, the, the most natural way to be in touch with that sense of aliveness. And that's where wonder comes in for me, whether it's looking at the sunset or going into the forest, a new forest for the first time, I always want to be connected with that feeling, that sense of wonder and marvel. I don't ever want to lose it because often we lose that when we get older. It's something that's easy and natural for us when we are children. But as we get older, so much other things come into play and we forget to just stop and be in awe of nature and awe of life. And I don't ever want to lose that sense of aliveness. 
One reason Amy holds on to her sense of wonder so tightly is because she knows what it feels like to lose it. On this episode, we'll talk about how a sense of enchantment got away from her, how she harnesses it today, and how you can access it in your daily life through nature, big and small. Amy's an artist who started her professional career in architecture. Architecture school was wonderful. I enjoyed it because it was, it's humanities, right? You learn about life, you learn about how to shape human lives through buildings and spaces. And that was the part I really enjoyed about school. But when I graduated and entered the workforce, there was a lot of just sitting around on the computer working on cat drawings day after day, eight, 10 hours a day. And that really kind of sucked the soul out of me. And I felt like I showed up at work just as a cutboard cutout and I wasn't really fully being myself. And then the kind of real estate crash happened in 2008 and we were all laid off. And I was in a, a car wreck because I was so upset, the whole thing. And it really sort of woke me up. Like, I don't want to go about feeling like I'm just showing up like 50% for my life, right? Um, I realized that I wasn't excited about work. And because I wasn't excited about work, the world is sort of like gray. And I wanted to change that. Amy shared with me that as awful as the market crash was, and as awful as the car crash was, it gave her an opening to create the kind of career that she wanted. She and her now husband were also making a big move from Atlanta to California. So moving out here was an opportunity for me to examine how I wanted to be excited in my creative life, but also in my everyday, because they were just kind of converging, you know, exploring a new world, exploring a new possible career. So the world opened up and I started painting. Um, I was also getting married. So I mean, like a lot of brides, I made all my wedding favors. I made my own invitations. It was like, for the first time, I, I got to do what I want creatively. And I was just kind of obsessed with it, started painting and, and screen printing and all that kind of stuff. Of all of her beautiful wedding favors, it was Amy's invitations that stood out, a vintage 1960s tropical theme. One of my best friends, she was so and throughout with it, she asked me to make her wedding invitations. Hmm. And so her wedding invitations were actually watercolor ones. And I hadn't picked up watercolors in forever. So they were also really outdoorsy like us. So it was the whole idea was a travelogue. So it's like they've been on a, an adventure and it was a travelogue of their wedding journey. And so it was all watercolor. It was as if you took a, a peek into someone's sketchbook. And then once I started painting, I couldn't stop and I have not stopped. and when you said you hadn't picked up watercolors in forever what what age were you when you last watercolored a lot before that time period Mm, 10 (laughs) 10 oh I love it that's really tapping into the child like (laughs) yes it was definitely finding the inner child in me again it was absolutely that Amy built a business out of creating wedding invitations that weren't meant to be thrown away, but were meant to be heirloom keepsakes. They were maybe even infused with a touch of magic. But she found that all of her magic was pouring out into her work. There was so little left for her. It was all about creating enchanting experiences in the form of stationery. And then I hit 
a wall. <laughs> and that's when the second crash happened. You were just taking on too much and, again, not really able to look out or look in in the way that you wanted to? What I did was I got so excited about this brand new creative opportunity that I never had like in, in a long time that I was working all the time. So much, I, so many ideas were pouring out of me and trying to keep up with the studio and printing. Uh, I had to hire someone and I got sort of overwhelmed. And then three years in, I burned out really badly. I had set up this whole studio around the idea of creating enchanting experiences and being enchanted. And I was painting these invitations about people's amazing outdoor uh, destination weddings, but I wasn't feeding myself creatively, soulfully. I, I didn't have time to do anything. I think the straw that broke the camel's back was when we were on holiday, I think we were camping or something. And I was worried that my uh, studio assistant couldn't get in because I forgot to give her the key. My husband looked at me and he said, this is not right. <laughs> this is taking up your life and you have, you don't have room for anything. And, and then I realized I couldn't go on. I was so burnt out that I just couldn't stand to look at another piece of paper. <laughs> it was horrible. And that's what, what happened after that was I, I had to close up shop because I couldn't continue. I just, that wasn't in me. Like I wanted, I loved what I was doing. Not necessarily the industry, but what I was able to create for people. And I just could not continue. And so I closed up everything and I just did graphic design on the side. And then I started walking. And that's when things changed. Now, you know, having gone through those two kind of crashes, as you described them, you know a thing or two about like how to carve out time that you need for yourself to be able to continue to tap into that sense of wonder in the world. Yes, it was important. It was so important. First, because initially, because I wasn't feeling it as an architect in my day-to-day -day life and coming face-to-face -face with mortality made me see that I needed to feel alive every day, that life is precious if you're just showing up 50% of your you know, of every day. And then the second part was because I realized that we're, we're not an infinite well of wonder. We have to replenish. And I didn't spend any time replenishing in the first three years of this creative journey that I was so excited to be in. And it was devastating. It was so heartbreaking having to close down my studio because I just could not continue. I didn't spend any time nourishing myself. I didn't go on any walks. I didn't fill up that well. And when I started walking, I realized that it's so important. It seems like a frivolous thing, taking time to be with yourself and be with nature and be with that feeling of marvel. But it is everything because it can mean not being able to continue with your life's calling because you don't have it in you to give or to make or to paint. So I think wonder may seem like a luxury to some people, but it is so important because it's that it's where our source of aliveness comes from. And what would one of those walks like? Can you describe like what one of those walks would be like? Yeah. So if you would imagine where I was at that time, I was just depleted creatively. I couldn't paint. I couldn't look at paper. 
But I knew that something was stirring in me. I knew I had to go back to that source of enchantment that I had built that studio on. So I started walking. And fortunately, we had moved to a part of California that was, it was like living in the woods in the middle of a suburb. We, I had a lot of access to nature just with like almost in my backyard where there, there's nobody because there's really no places to park. Uh, we could just walk there and we were surrounded by these old oak trees. It was the perfect playground for my soul. And I would go on these walks and sometimes I would want to run back to paint because I was so enchanted. And that hadn't happened in a long time. I felt like I was reconnecting to my inner child, which I had known by that time. That was a part I was neglecting, was I had forgotten about my inner child. Through many reasons, like it, walking was one of them. Going on like a life-changing trip was another. And and so, yeah, I would want to come back. I would like, you know, I'll see a rose bush and then I'll take the time to stop and literally smell the roses and look at it and then realize that, wow, this would make a wonderful painting. And I didn't have any paints with me because at that time I didn't carry anything. And then I would want to run back and paint. Yeah. So that was what those days were like for me. Every day felt like something wonderful. And I, I started bringing my camera and capturing it. And I had a little toy rabbit I would bring around. I would put, I called him Curiosity. And Curiosity or Rabbit would get himself in all sorts of strange situations, and like, you know, in the bushes, in the trees, and I would take pictures of him. <laughs> he was like me. He was my alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> These wonder walks changed Amy's outlook. They reinvigorated her sense of magic. After the break, Amy shares how she built a creative business out of finding enchantment in the everyday and how a walk might just help you move through this especially tender time. We all know what it's like to be inspired by the landscape around us, and few trails stand out in North America like the Pacific Crest Trail. With 2,650 miles, the Pacific Crest Trail provides a wide variety of terrain over its epic expanse. And when we're in front of ever-changing trails, we need our shoes to be able to step up to the challenge. It's that need for versatility that inspired Danner's new hiking shoe, the Trail 2650. Built to move quickly and confidently through the terrain of your choosing, the Trail 2650 can easily fill the role of a hiker or trainer. For Danner, this meant looking to lightweight materials that could withstand the demands of the trail, like an ultra-lightweight foam midsole, while still keeping comfort and stability in mind. Whether you're out for a day hike, going on a backpacking trip, or simply navigating some technical terrain. Whenever the timing's right to hit the trail, you'll want to be ready to say yes to adventure. The Trail 2650 keeps shifting weather conditions in mind, which is why it comes with a lightweight mesh lining or a waterproof, breathable Gore-Tex option. So keep your eyes focused on that next trek ahead of you, knowing that the foundation you need to get out there can be found on your own two feet. The rest is up to you. You can shop Danner's Trail 2650 hikers online at REI or via danner.com slash trail2650. That's D-A-N-N-E-R dot com slash trail 2650. As much as time in nature is part of our self-care, it's just one way we can take care of our mental health. And if you've been stressed or overwhelmed, therapy might be the right addition to your self-care practice. BetterHelp is a great way to connect from anywhere with a licensed therapist who specializes in depression, LGBT matters, anger, grief, self-esteem, anxiety, and more. 
If there's something on your mind, BetterHelp will assess your needs, match you with a therapist, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. And you won't be alone. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I myself use BetterHelp for my first therapy experience, and I found it so easy to use. One of the biggest barriers to getting started for me with therapy in the past was being intimidated by the logistical aspects. So getting connected with the counselor within 24 hours, that's a win-win for me. BetterHelp is convenient and more affordable than traditional online counseling. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com explore. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash explore. Celebrating the belief that there is always another adventure to look forward to, winter 2021 is getting geared up, and so is the Icon Pass community. Now's the time to start planning winter adventures with your family and friends. Whether it's days with the crew at your home mountain, or if it's trying out skiing or snowboarding for the first time, an Icon Pass unlocks it all. Across more than 40 unique Icon Pass destinations, there's bound to be at least one accessible mountain for you to explore wide open spaces and carve endless lines through fresh mountain air. Put an Icon Pass in your pocket to unlock it all. You can choose from their full Icon Pass at $1,149, the Icon Base Pass at $849, or kickstart your winter adventures with the Icon Pass Session 4 Day at $499, all through early December 2020. No matter your skill level or how often you ride, seek your turns this winter with an Icon Pass. Road trip ready for adventures close to home or further down the road, every experience is one for the books. While the mountains connect us all, it's this unique community that helps to hold us together and reminds us to keep safely seeking joy this season. On sale now, every 2021 Icon Pass comes with adventure assurance, including credit towards the 21-22 pass in case of COVID-19 closures, and more time to defer the value of an unused 2021 Icon Pass. No questions asked. Discover pass options and plan for a winter of adventure at IconPass.com. That's I-K-O-N-P-A-S-S dot com. We're back. And I realized that I needed to make something to help others. Also as a reminder for myself, because it's not always easy. Inertia holds me back a lot. There are days when I don't want to go out walking. And I wanted to remind myself that I have to be in touch with this because I was on the other side and, and not being able to create anymore was like important. I don't want to ever go back there. And that was how the Wonder Walk that was born. I, I looked at all these paintings and I looked at all these words and keywords I had come I come up to remind myself how important it is to stay inspired, to stay creatively replenished. And I sort of combined the two and and that's how the deck came about. Amy's talking about the Wonder Walk deck which is a deck of cards that she designed to help guide your walks. They're reminiscent of tarot cards. But before I pull one from the deck, I'll do that later this episode, I wanted to ask Amy about this sense of inertia that she feels. What you just said about inertia really resonates with me. Mm -hmm. I feel that all the time. 
it's so easy to get stuck into like one state of being and not to yes. not to just like all it takes is to to have a little movement, you know, like to to have the opposite of that to to kind of get into that other groove and it can just be it can feel like the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> it is so so hard. You're absolutely right. And I'm so glad it resonated and because it is I think the number one reason why I made the deck was because inertia is a huge problem for me. And I realized from talking to my fellow kindred spirits, it's like, it's also a problem for them. And it is exactly like you said, moving from one state to another, if you're comfortable at home, especially these days, it's so easy to be sucked into vicarious living through our devices that we need never to step outside. You can journey and explore and adventure through mm-hmm. your own phone, phone, through someone else's pictures. And I want to create that little spark, right? And especially in a time of COVID where we're finding ourselves doing the same walks over and over again because you're confined to that small one and a half miles outside your house, right? Mm. If you live in a city or if you live where you can't really go far and you're forced to do the same route, having that little tiny spark of inspiration to step outside and overcome inertia to me right now at least is very important more so than ever mm, yeah because especially right now there's this layering um of <laughs> you know there's the the pandemic there's yep. the election which you know this episode is going to come out the day after the election results are maybe announced we actually don't know what's really going to happen on november i think it's november yeah. 3rd you know, and then there's been this incredible social uprising. Um, and you've you dedicated within your business, you have like a monthly club that folks become a part of. And October is devoted to listening because there's so much, so much noise right now. So like, why, why do you think it's important to carve out that time for listening? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, this is important. And I think One of the reasons initially, when I first made the deck, it was my own journey of trying to listen to what my soul really needs, right? And that's, and that's where wonder comes from, understanding, knowing where you come alive. So I was, when I made the deck, I was really trying to find ways to listen to my inner self, to my inner child. But right now, it's all of a sudden in the midst of everything that you just said this year that's happening it's it's sort of amplified because when we're surrounded by constant noise every day, it drowns out our inner selves. And for some people, that could literally mean I don't know who to vote for. Or it could just mean what is my stance on Black Lives Matter? What is my stance on is this really happening? Is this real or not real? And we live in echo chambers online and a lot of times we're not listening because we don't even have time to kind of get into ourselves. We're reading news. We're trying to juggle family and work because all our children are at home and no one's taking care of them. So we're, we're trying to juggle, you know, our worlds. And I think one of the, the best ways to really listen is to just step outside and just be with nature and yourself. And one of the reasons that reasons that works is because when our bodies relax, when our minds relax, we are able to hear things that come up from within that we can't we can't because we're just distracted, constantly distracted. 
So if you can't find time to listen, then how will you ever know what's the right thing to do? And isn't that where we're at right now in this country is knowing what's right, knowing what's truthful, knowing what is how we want to become as a nation, as a community. And the other thing that's important is when you step outside and you're, you're seeing the world around you, you're walking on the beach, you're seeing people, you're being in community. And we forget that that's so important because we're all isolated. We tend to think communities are things that are entirely online, but community is real. It's your neighborhood. It's the people that live around you. It's the fact that we live around nature and, and how we keep we keep it safe for future generations. And when we're outside walking, that's when we notice these things. They become real to us. It's not just a concept. It's not just something at the back of our mind. We forget that we live in nature and with other people. And I think that the more we walk and listen, the more we're able to see and recognize what's important for humanity. And I hope that that is what allows people to do things and make decisions that are good for us as a human civilization. <laughs> and that's what I hope the deck helps in that way. And also my monthly club adventures, it just gives people or, or creates a structure so that people are able to get back to that place. So, I have one of the wonder walking decks, um, thanks to you. So if I wanted to go out and use it, could could you walk me through how you recommend that like beginners and then people who get to be a little more advanced with the deck use the deck? The first thing, if you're new to the deck, I would just shuffle the deck and then draw a card. Sorry, my... My computer just did a little thing. It was almost like perfect timing the way that the music was like, oh, you shuffle deck, pick a card. Ding. Yep. <laughs> yeah, shuffle the deck, pick a card, and then um, and just go where the card leads you. For example, if you one of my favorite cards, and it's the first card on top of the deck when you open the box. It's called Portal. And if you drew the card Portal, you would just go on a walk and then look for portals all around you and they could be in trees hole in trees it could be gateways or archways um, it could be windows in on a building it could be like a door on a hedge that reminds you of a secret garden you'd be surprised how many magical worlds open up in front of you when you are tuned in to a single idea like that. You know how when you when people say don't think of a red car and you think of a red car, and you see it everywhere. <laughs> it's sort of <laughs> it's sort of the same and same thing that's happening. So you when you think of the cart portal, you think of the idea of portals in nature or in your environment, you will start to see it everywhere. And and that's really true because portal was the first card in our club when I first started it. And people were just finding portals everywhere, going down rabbit holes that they've never noticed before, sharing pictures of the portals they found on their walks. And it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. And yeah, so if you're new, just pick a card and go where it takes you. Just be um, really intuitive with it. If you're more advanced, you can do things like pair cards because the cards are in are actually divided into different realms and there are four realms in the labyrinth that are important to our creative soul. 
The first realm is the physical realm. So we want, we want to make sure we are in touch with the physical realm. The second realm is the creative realm. So to always be expressing yourself creatively as much as you can. The third realm is the inner realm or truth finding. So you want to make sure you're always checking in with your inner world, checking in with yourself. So you know what matters to you, you know what's important to you, and you are in touch with your inner wisdom. And the fourth realm is the influence realm or the intellect realm, the realm of the mind, allowing other people, other books and art, music and history to influence you, to shape the way you see the world. And so these four realms are what the cart, they're like suits, right, that the carts belong to. Um, initially, you don't really have to pay attention to it. But if you want to dive deeper, you can draw a cart from each realm and pair them and maybe go on, a, on an adventure this way. So maybe you pair a cart from the physical realm, like discomfort. And then you pick a card from the creative realm, maybe that's color. So you pair these two cards, discomfort and color. You could ask yourself, I want to do something outdoors that's a little uncomfortable to me today. Maybe that means climbing a hill. So climbing a hill, like if you hate walking up a hill, you might want to go for a hike that takes you, you know, that you're forced to do that. And then because it's paired with the card color from the creative realm, you could think, okay, I'll bring my watercolor paints. So you bring your watercolor paints and as you climb, you, you, you kind of get in tune with the color palette around you. If it's fall, like it is right now, maybe you're seeing the hills all around you turning orange. And so you kind of made a mental note of the color orange. And maybe some of the leaves, like here, the eucalyptus, eucalyptus leaves turn burgundy. And there are spots of pink and brown on it. So you can start to file that away. And when you get on top on the hill, you, you could paint your walk of discomfort, <laughs> what you've seen along your way. And so that's pairing two cards. And you can make, you can pair four cards and make, make it like a road trip. Or you can, that's what I call an adventure spread. So there are different ways of going deeper. I actually have a journal guidebook that talks about that, but. I don't want people to get overwhelmed. The most important thing is just to go out and let it be sort of like a guide for your walk for that day, a spark of inspiration. But there is an option to dive a lot deeper um, if they want to. Like in our club, we focus on one card a whole month. So that card would inspire all your walks for the month like the card listen is for this month and your creative project for the month and sort of your your journey of self-discovery for the month. And so that's on another level where you can dive in and just kind of embrace a theme for wonder. I love how pretty much any level you take it, it is mostly guided by yourself. Like you are not forced, but like you're encouraged to to listen to what you know, what you need without even maybe explicitly yes. <laughs> acknowledging it because you, you're going to take that card and, you know, one person's going to interpret it a different way than you might, you know, it's kind of, kind of cool that it guides you in that way. Yeah. And that's what I love about it because we're always discovering, rediscovering ourselves over and over again. And I love that the card like I, I love tarot, tarot and Oracle card decks because it's a journey of self-discovery. You're finding out things about yourself. You might not know it's there. But the, the thing I like about the, and why I created the Wonder Walking deck, it's because that journey of discovery takes you outside. 
So it is an interaction between your inner and outer world. As you find, as, as you find yourself in the outdoors, the, as you explore the outdoors, the outdoors explores you, right? Mm-hmm. You might notice the hills are green one day, but on another day, because you're in a different mood and you're thinking about something else, you might not notice the hills. You might notice the trees instead. And so I feel that it's so important to realize that what we are noticing around us reflects how we feel on the inside. It reflects where we want to go and how we want our lives to unfold. And so there is so much fodder for, for discovery in intertwining these two worlds. It's like you can go on a walk and, and not just experience the walk itself, but find out a little bit about yourself along the way. Okay, pulling a card from the Wonder Deck. My shuffling skills come in handy from Cribbage. Okay, just pulled a card. I don't know how I feel about it, actually. It's naivete. There's a picture of a baby animal. It could be, I think it's a porcupine. It's pretty cute. It's beautiful. Amy's a beautiful artist. And I think I have reservations about naivete because I am someone who who wants the best for everyone and hopes for change and hopes for some kind of collective action. So to pull a card like naivete makes it seem like maybe that's not possible but I'm hoping that once I step out for a walk I'll feel differently about that okay let's go grab my keys (laughs) here's some some really clear spring water. I feel like that actually reminds me of purity, which with a naivete can be, you know, someone who's very young with this baby animal on the card. And um, the sense of purity isn't a bad thing necessarily, so long as like you're okay with things not being perfect. I just passed a porcupine path. That card might have been meant to be. (laughs) Ooh, and speaking of porcupines, I actually was with a friend a couple weeks ago and her dog got kind of snarled up with a porcupine. Went right for it, didn't think. um, It ended up getting prickers all over its nose and paws. So maybe a piece of this is also just being measured in a response, you know, but you can still be excited, but it's good to be deliberate and to temper, temper your curiosity at times. I've been walking around for a bit and it's, it's actually interesting because it's November. There's not a lot of new growth. Everything's kind of settling in for winter, uh, even all the leaves. 
are most of the leaves are off the trees so that sense of like freshness or naivete feels like it's being almost sloughed off and I've actually started to think about why I thought this card was negative like why I immediately saw naivete as a bad thing So this wonder walk is definitely pulling me inward. <laughs> but for now, I guess I'll choose to embrace the ways in which I hope and want for change and for people to care for the environment and for people to care for each other. Yeah, for now, I'll embrace that and not see it as naive, see it as, see it as true potential or even where we're at, who knows. A lot of us this year are feeling a need for, for healing, you know, where the year's coming to a close where, like I said, the election will have, have just kind of come to a close. But what, what advice do you have for, for people who are looking to incorporate some, some healing practices in their lives? Like, how do you do that for yourself and what would you recommend for others? I think this month in particular, what I'm really feeling is just to create stillness in your everyday. And um, as I was just telling you, I just came back from a camping trip. We do go on camping trips quite often, but this year it's been hard because the campgrounds have been closed and COVID and all that. And coincidentally, this year in our club, uh, we are focusing on the card listen. So I'm a lot more in tune to what, it, what this means. And going away and being forced to unplug because I didn't, couldn't get any phone reception, no Wi-Fi. I couldn't read the news and worry. <laughs> I had, for the first time in a long, long time, create this sort of forced environment of stillness and quiet. And I was able to really relax into the land, into painting, into myself. You know, the world shrunk. And now I started to realize what matters. And I became more anchored and stronger and, and less. When I came back, I feel like things are able to shake me up a lot less because I have this inner strength within me that I, that I was able to create during that week of being away and being still. And I think that's what the practice of meditation does for you, right? If you, if you do meditate, it's create that sense of stillness. And I think that what we can do right now whether you're using the Wonder Walking deck or not, is to carve out time for that. Um, and that could look like a walk every day. That could look like not bringing your phone with you when you go out for a walk, resisting that urge to take pictures with your camera, just allowing there to be silence, to be space between you and everything else. Because we're going to need a lot of that no matter what happens after the election, we're going to need that sort of space to process what happened, to process where we want to go, how we want to be, what's important to us as a human being, as a 
society, as a country. And we can't do that if we allow ourselves to be in unrelenting noise. It just will not happen. So my advice for us this month and the months going forward is to find a way to create that stillness, to allow ourselves to listen in a lot of ways to other people, to ourselves, to what the world needs, to what the environment needs. Thank you so much to Amy Wan for taking the time to talk and wanting to collaborate on a special post-election episode. I've included links to her website and social media in the show notes. You can find her Wonder Walking deck on her website, amytwan.com. Thanks to iCompass, Danner, and BetterHelp for supporting this episode. You can find She Explorers on social media, our website, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me on Instagram at Gail Straub. If you enjoy listening, there are different ways to support us. You can subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. And if you'd like to connect, join us in the She Explores podcast Facebook group. Music in this episode is licensed through Musicbed. She Explores is a production of Ravel Media, released on Wednesdays. Next week's episode might just help you find your next job in the outdoor and conservation space. Until then.